This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of BB Radio brought to you by Capital Plus. CPI removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full service credit and collections department. All right. You guys are stuck with me for this show. I wanted to talk. I've gotten a, a bunch of questions and a couple of them have been repeat questions over the last, I'll call it six weeks. Um, and so I wanted to do a show completely devoted to those questions that are, uh, I guess, I guess, trending uh for for the for the current term of of uh, uh nomenclature right now that's going on of what's uh, hot in the in the world of small business and so I want to talk about uh some of those things so we'll definitely get to those first I wanted to mention I just attended uh recently um Grant Cardone's Growth Con uh 10X Growth Conference um it was held in Miami uh Florida and I wanted to mention to anyone out there that uh, kind of fits in that mode, uh, some of you hopefully, uh, if you don't follow Grant Cardone, I would suggest it. Um, you can pick and choose what's, what's, uh, what he presents. Uh, he present, put, uh, puts out a ton of content. And if you are a small business owner, I will guarantee you that there's uh, a chunk of it at least that would be valuable to you. Um, and for some of you, even more so. Uh, there are some of his some of the time he gets a little bit over the top for me, but um I really, really enjoyed uh the growth con. Um it was amazing. It was a three day event to give you some idea of how, how much it was. So it's filled with um there were some sales folks there, a lot of business owners, um, and entrepreneurs. Uh, every person there was very, very that I saw very entrepreneur. But just to give you an idea and and scope this and scale this for you. It was held in Miami at Marlins Park, which is the baseball stadium for the Florida Marlins. Um, there were 35,000 people at this three-day event. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there were 35,000 people there. And by the way, it was on Super Bowl weekend, no less. Um, and so you can imagine that would probably impede um, some people from attending, et cetera. Uh, but not not at all. I mean, there were, there were tons of people. Uh, and Grant himself, Grant Cardone, was, was amazing. Um, but the speaker lineup he had, um, you know, just to name a few people, um, that you would probably be familiar with, um, you know, Steve Harvey hosts Family Feud, et cetera. Um, very inspirational story. Um, I didn't know what his backstory was. He's very entrepreneurial um, and really cool. And of course, he was he was hilarious. Um, uh, he had on um, Ty Lopez, some of you may be familiar with Russell Brunson, uh, co-founder of ClickFunnels, uh, Ryan Dice, um, who is the uh, founder of Digital Marketer. Um, he had Bethany Frankel on. Um, she's the woman who created uh, Skinny Girl Margarita. Uh, very cool story there. The woman who created Spanx. Um, if your your wives or uh, females in your life uh, wear Spanx undergarments that basically uh, make you look better, I guess, uh, for, to keep it politically correct. Uh, Sarah Blakely is her name. Uh, amazing story. And she had some very funny anecdotes to share as she was building her company. Um her husband, actually Jesse Itzler, um, he started and sold two companies. He sold one to uh, to Berkshire Hathaway for 150 million dollars, and sold another one to Coca Cola. So he's hit two Grand Slam home runs. Um, he was a very entertaining speaker. Um, gosh, there's just a ton of people. A very, very. I mean, I was telling someone just earlier the the worst speaker out of all of them on a scale of one to ten, I would give a seven. 
Um, he was still really good, but he just wasn't as good as the others. The others were either 8, 9, or 10. I mean, there, it was just an amazing lineup. So if you if you don't follow Grant Cardone, first of all, I would definitely suggest you follow him. Again, he puts out a ton of content. I'm sure at least some of it would resonate with you, uh, maybe more than you even think. And if you follow him and like what he says and what he does, um, he spared no expense. I mean, this thing was top-notch from, from uh, beginning to end. Um, I, I'll put it this way. I left, and I told my wife, I will not miss the next one. I don't even know where it's going to be, but I will be there for sure. So, by the way, if you do go to the next one, definitely let me know and let's connect while we're there. Uh, I'd love to put a face with a name and uh, connect with everyone out there. But um, good stuff, uh, really good stuff. Just to give you an idea of how how loyal the following he has. So, again, there were 35,000 people there. They started to promote it last year after their prior growth conference. And when they first started promoting it, they hadn't didn't look, uh, mention the location or the date. And they sold 9,000 tickets before they announced when or where it would be. Now think about that for a second. It's difficult for a business-type conference to sell 9,000 tickets, period. He sold them before he even told you where or when it was going to be. I mean, people were that committed to say, I'm going to be there. I don't care where it is. I don't care when it is. I'll make it happen. Uh, I think that says a lot right there. And I would second that. I, I literally called my wife after the first day, and I said, I could leave right now and be happy. I mean, the the amount of information and how valuable it was, even just from the first day, uh, was amazing. So um, definitely uh, consider that. And again, uh, follow Grant Cardone if you're not following him already. Definitely highly suggest that he's on all the social media platforms. All right. Enough of that out of the way, but I do want to mention that because it was an amazing experience. Um, really good stuff. Um, so listener questions. Um, and I wanted to tackle the first one. We might have to cover uh, much. This might trickle into the next segment, but... The first uh, question deals with, and again, I got a couple variations of it, but essentially the question was, what is the fastest way to improve your cash flow? And some of you may have heard me mention this before, but the fastest way, I mean, there's obviously tons of different ways, and uh, you know, you can find a lot of those things in, in my first book, uh, How to Be a Cash Flow Pro, but the, the, the fastest way and probably the simplest way is to shorten what I call the payable receivable cycle. And, uh, okay, so what's that? Sounds like a lot of syllables. What the heck is that? That is shortening the window from the time you pay for, let's say, raw materials or a service, um, and then when you collect revenue from whatever you produce from that that raw material. Let's say you make widgets, you're in manufacturing. So when you pay for your raw materials, the time between when you pay for those and when you actually collect revenue after the your widget is is produced, made, and sold, and you get your money shrinking that window down because that's where cash flow problems come into effect a lot of times is that you lay out the money uh, to buy the raw materials to make the widget you're paying the labor um, the rent utilities etc cetera, etc cetera, to produce those widgets and then you sell the widgets and then you wait you know 30 days 60 days and it maybe it takes you 60 days to sell them and so that that window ends up being really long and so shrinking that window down is very very critical to um, improving your cash flow situation. And there are some situations where we've been able to help um, companies, uh, even in some cases, reverse it. And so this sounds absolutely crazy, and I'll explain this uh, in the next segment, but where you actually get your revenue in before you pay for the raw materials to make your widgets or you know what have you, your product is. I'll just use that, continue using that as an example, though, to, to, to keep it simple. Uh, it's, it's crazy. So again, you're getting your revenue in before you even have to pay for things. Imagine what that would do for your cash flow. 
Um, very, very powerful stuff. So I will continue talking about that, and then we've got, um, and we'll cover as many as we can. Um, we've got another, I don't know, I've got probably six questions here, I think, um, that have come in, and we'll cover as many of them as we can as we go along and as many as we have time for during the show today. So, again, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Mr. Biz Solutions, on Twitter, at Mr. Biz Tweets, uh, on LinkedIn, um, Ken, Mr. Biz Wentworth, and, of course, Instagram, again, Mr. Biz Solutions. Definitely follow us on social media. We share a ton of stuff free uh, there every single week. Um, pretty much post every single day on every one of those platforms, different things. Um, so hopefully some good information for everyone there. So, again, we'll come back. We're ahead to break here. We'll come back. We'll give the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week, which is actually one of my favorites. Um, and then we'll continue talking about how to shorten your payable receivable cycle to improve your cash flow. And then we'll get into some of the other questions you guys have submitted here recently. So uh, rejoin us after the break on B2B Radio. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to BB Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And it is, we are brought to you by the wonderful people at Capital Plus. They help you unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. CPI creates customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. All right. The Mr. Biz tip of the week, I mentioned this is one of my favorites. And it is actually a quote. It is a quote by none other than Mr. Steve Jobs. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. I think too often we get paralyzed with fear of rejection and things like that. And a lot of times, if you remember that quote, you're faced with something that you're hesitant to do or take that extra step, consider that quote. Um, and I'll, I'll promise you I've used it since I first heard this quote, which is probably, I don't know, four or five years ago, six years ago maybe. And I've tried to employ this uh, when I need it. And actually, it's funny, it's very rewarding <laughs> Our oldest daughter, uh, who's in college now, she will throw this one out there. She'll say, hey, Dad, you know what? She'll say she went out and did something that was you know, kind of bold, and she'll say, hey, you know what? If you don't ask, the answer is always no. And it's so true. Don't be afraid of rejection. I mean, the worst thing that someone can tell you in a lot of situations is no. I- I'm not interested. Okay, fine. No, no harm, no foul, right? So just keep that in mind. It's very powerful to sort of have that mindset um, to, uh, to to think about things in business, in life, everything. Um so keep that in mind. All right, so let's get back into, we were talking about, uh, again, the question was essentially the fastest way to improve your cash flow, and what I mentioned was shortening that payable receivable cycle. And uh, I had mentioned that even in one situation we had it where we were receiving the revenue before we paid for um, the, uh, the the raw materials to make that widget. 
And let me walk you through that example. Again, there's a bunch of different ways to do that, but let me walk you through one example just in, in, uh, in the order of brevity to make sure we can get to some of these other questions. But um, what you could do, so let's say on day one you buy raw materials to make your widgets, and you get an invoice, and it's a net 30, so it's due in 30 days. You wait until day 29, uh, no need to pay it sooner, unless you're offered a discount. If you're offered a discount and you, your cash flow an, allows it, definitely take advantage of that. Typically, it's a, a 1%, maybe even sometimes 2% to pay within, say, 10 days. Um, if you can take advantage of that, by all means do so. If not, they're telling you they won't pay within 30 days. What I do is I suggest is to go out on day 29 and pay. Now, you've had use of that, that widget, that raw material to make widgets. Now, hopefully in that time frame, you've been able to make widgets and put them out for sale. Maybe you've sold them. Maybe you're waiting on the revenue. Maybe you've invoiced it. Maybe you've uh, charged a credit card and you're waiting to get the, the, that transfer back. But here is a way that is very powerful um, to be able to manage that even more to your advantage. And that is on day 29 when you pay, do not pay with a check. Pay with a business credit card. Uh, now, I want to caveat this uh, before I say any more. I'm not suggesting you carry a credit card balance. That defeats the purpose of this whole exercise. So you charge what you would normally pay for with a check. You just don't, this way you don't have to lay the cash out at that point in time. Um, so you have to be disciplined about it. You can, I don't want you charging up a bunch of money and you charge up $15,000 and at the end when you have to pay the credit card, you can't pay it off in full. That defeats the purpose of this, of this uh, tip. So anyway, you pay with your business credit card on day 29. Now, depending on your billing cycle, that gives you another 30 to 45 days until your credit card bill is due. And you use that the same way. If your credit card bill is due on the 25th, you don't need to pay it on the 10th. Keep your money as long as you can. Again, you're not being charged interest unless you miss that first payment date. Uh, if you go beyond that or you don't pay your balance in full. So wait until the day before it's due. If it's due on the 25th, make sure that your credit card company receives payment on the 24th. Again, you incur, incur no interest charges. There's no penalty for that whatsoever. Um, you, the advantage is you get to keep your cash longer. So in that example, you bought your raw materials on day one. You paid for it with a credit card on day 29. Now add another 30 to 45 days to that before you actually have to lay out cash. So now you've had that raw material for 60 to 75 days before you've actually laid out the cash from your checking account to pay for that raw material. So hopefully in that time, you've been able to not only make the widget, but sell it and receive the revenue. And that's a way you can reverse that. Now, of course, depending on your business and how many workers you have, et cetera, you have labor expense in there that's in the interim um, but that is a very powerful way um, to shorten that payable receivable cycle. And a bonus to that is if you have a, a business credit card you're using is you get rewards. Um, and so some of you heard me give this example, but it's just, uh, it's amazing. So I, I like to bring it up and there's other businesses that have done this as well, but I had a small construction company I was working with. They um, uh, buy about $400,000 a year in, in materials for their jobs. And he started using a business credit card where you got a 2% unlimited. You got to make sure you check the fine print because sometimes they'll limit you to, they only give you that cash reward on, up to a certain amount that you spend. This particular card um, gives you 2% unlimited. So do the quick math on that. 2%, he spends $400,000 a year. That's $8,000 of free money. Didn't cost him anything. He paid his balance off every single month, so no interest charges. Um, the card has no annual fee. Uh, so literally it costs him nothing, A, B, it, it shortened his payable receivable cycle, so he held on to his cash longer, used the bank, basically used the, the credit card company's money, and then 
the 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 benefit the the side benefit of that is he got eight thousand dollars of free free cash uh, free money so very very powerful that is a, a very important one and I encourage uh, my business owners to utilize that um, uh, as best they can in their business all right so hopefully that's helpful um, I want to talk about something else that uh, indirectly came through as a question and it has to do with pricing psychology and we've only got a couple minutes left here before we have to head to break again and I want to make sure we get this one in so we can cover at least uh, one or two more questions during the last segment but it has to do with pricing psychology and there was a study done by uh, a professor at MIT William Poundstone and he was selling beer on a beach and uh, when what he found was and again I'll try to make, give you a short version because we only have a couple minutes but when he gave two choices of beer so you've got, you know, brand A or brand B. Um, the more expensive choice was chosen 80% of the time. Now, when you add a third choice in there, you might be able to guess this one already. 85% of the time, people chose the middle uh, one. And because what was told and, and subsequent afterwards when they talked to folks who went through this, unknowingly went through this experiment, is when there were two choices, they felt like the cheap one was just cheap and, and not good, not, not a good, not good product, not good value. So that's why they chose the more expensive. Of course, when you have three choices, it's what I call the Goldilocks theory. One is one is too hot, one is too cold, and, and the one middle one's just right. Um, and so that's uh, something to keep in mind as you make your pricing um, and something to consider. Now, I will throw an extra thing in there. They didn't include this in a study, but it was selling beer on a beach. So what I would hypothesize is there, it's a beach. So there's probably some vacationers there. And I don't know about you, but when I'm on a vacation, I'm probably – prone to spend a little bit more freely than I would in, in normal everyday life. Um, because, Hey, after all you're on vacation, right? So let's have some fun. Um, and so I might be more prone to buy the more expensive, in this case, beer, um, because well, heck with it, we're on vacation. Let's, let's, let's live a little, right? Um, so there could be some of that that skewed the results a little bit, but I think it's very powerful pricing psychology to keep in mind is if you only have one price price point, you're probably missing out um, on some 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 opportunity, some revenue opportunity. So make sure that you're offering two or three uh, choices, and, and consider that that that, that uh, research behind that. Eighty percent when two, two with two choices. Geez, let me tongue tied here. With two choices, eighty percent will choose the more expensive option. With three choices, they'll choose eighty five percent will choose the middle. So have your pricing reflect that accordingly. That could be an easy revenue opportunity for you simply by changing your pricing uh, structure. All right. Uh, we are going to head to break, um, and we're going to try to get to, uh, hopefully we can get through two more questions during the last segment here. Um, so make sure you, uh, you come back after the break, and we'll continue talking through uh, one or two more listener questions. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at 
info at mrbizsolutions.com. Don't hesitate because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Hello, hello. Welcome back to BB Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And again, we're talking through some listener questions we've had. And actually, during the break, I was uh, thinking through some questions and again, trying to cover as many of these as possible. So I know I mentioned we were going to try to get through two. Um, I'm going to tr- kind of combine two of these. Um, so you get a kind of a two for one deal. How about that? Everyone like that? Um, all right. So uh, one question was, and it's a great question. Um, someone kind of calling me out here a little bit. Um, it says, Mr. Biz, you always talk about businesses always can improve their pricing. How do I know if my pricing needs help? Um, and, re- and, and also in relation to that, someone else asked about how to create a budget. Now, I could do probably about three shows on how to create a budget. Um, it's kind of a deep topic, but I'm going to try to combine these a little bit and give you an idea. So first of all, how do you know your, if your pricing needs help? Um, here Again, a lot of different ways you could look at that, but I'll give you two simple things that you can keep in mind, and you don't have to be some financial guru to do this. So first thing you should do is to determine if your pricing needs help um, is look at your gross margin uh, and your gross margin percentage, I should say. And your gross margin percentage, for those unfamiliar, is your revenue or your sales minus your cost of goods sold. So you take that result and you divide that by your revenue. So real quick, let's say you have $100 in sales. You have um, $60 in cost of goods sold. So your gross profit is $40 in this case. And your gross profit percentage or margin, as I would say, is that $40 divided by your sales of 100 so your gross margin percentage would be 40% in that example. Okay, everyone with me so far? All right, so take a look at that. Compare that to industry averages. So if you're, in this case, 40%, the industry average is 60, you're, you're in trouble, right? You're, you're not doing well um, uh, because, you know, you need to have a gross margin because what happens from that gross margin is, of course, then you have your administrative overhead expenses, your operating expenses, uh, another way to put it, things such as rent, uh, insurance, maybe your office staff expense, uh, marketing, advertising, all those sorts of things are part of your operating expenses. Um, and so the other piece of that to determine if your pricing needs help is maybe you don't know. I don't, Ken, I don't know what my gross margin percentage should be in my industry. Again, you can do a quick Google search and figure that out. But the other secondary piece of that that really is a strong indicator of your pricing if, and if it needs help is look at your net profit margin percentage. Now, let me explain what that is. Net profit margin is what is left, your net income, basically, after your operating expenses, divided by, again, your total sales. So in this example, pick up with uh, our gross margin is at $40. Now, let's say that our uh, operating expenses are $50. So we would take the 40 minus the 50 so our net income would be minus 10 in this case. We take minus 10 divided by the, our sales of 100, we're at negative 10%. I think you all know by the word negative, we're in bad shape here, right? We're losing money, not a good thing. So let me make, let me make it something that, that, that I can uh, illustrate a little better from. So let's say, our again, go back to our gross margin of $40. Let's say our operating expenses are 20. So we take the 40 minus the 20, that gets us to a $20 net profit, uh, we take the $20 net profit divided by the 100 in sales. That's a 20% net profit margin. 
that is something that will be another good indication. Now, clearly, if that number is negative, you've got a problem, right? So it could be that your gross margin is not high enough. So maybe, it's again, it's 40%. It should be 50 or 60 um, and it could be that your operating expenses are too high. Maybe you're overspending on marketing. Maybe your rent is exorbitantly high compared to the sales you're bringing in, et cetera. A lot of different things to look at if you've got a problem there. And, again, that could be a whole other several slew of shows. But those are some things to check right off the bat. And hopefully walking through that math with you will make it easy if you've got your P&L handy um, to be able to look down and, and see, hey, where are we at and how does that compare? And I will relate back to I think it was a fairly recent uh, Mr. Biz tip of the week, and that is – Unless you're in the restaurant or food business, if your net profit uh, net profit margin percentage is less than 10%, congratulations, you have a hobby, not a successful business. You should not be operating a business where your net profit margin percentage, in that case where we just talked about, was uh, the 20%. If it's less, 10 or less, unless you're in the, in the food industry, you, you're not building a successful business. Uh, you should not be at 10% or less. Um, and if you are, you, that's another indication you've got a problem. Um, and, you know, some, some someone will say, well, what should it be? That's a tough one to indicate because every industry is different. Um, you could be in the consulting business and your gross margin could be 300%. I mean, it could be something crazy, a, a big, huge number, because uh, depending on, you know, your industry and your niche and, and different things that are impact those numbers. So I can't really give an indication unless I know that, that, that industry or niche. But um, those are two quick checks you can make. To see, hey, do I have a problem with pricing? Um, again, there's some other checks, but those are the uh, quick quick hitters you can hit on. Um, and so how to create a budget. Again, very detailed. We've got about four minutes left. Let me try to walk you through a couple things that are critical. So make sure you have, um, if your business has seasonality, make sure you incorporate that. So what I mean by that is if you are a business that has um, a certain percent, more of your revenue is during a certain part of the year. It could be due to weather. Let's say you're in a northern climate and you have a lawn care business. Um, you're not mowing lawns, you know, when, it, when there's snow on the ground, clearly. So in those cases, you may have no revenue or zero revenue in the months that it's snowing, and you may have a significant amount of revenue during, obviously, the spring and summer um, in that example. So that was an example of having seasonality in your business. You need to make sure you're capturing that in your budget. Um, if you don't do that, your budget is almost useless um, because you don't have an indication of where you should be um, at any given time during the year because you haven't incorporated that. You just straight-lined whatever your annual goal was and you divided it by 12 and put that into each month. Well, that's not a rea- that's not reality because, again, some of those months you have zero revenue in this example, not a good indication. So, you again, you don't know at any point in, in the year where you're at, truly where you're at, so you make bad decisions off of that. And so, again, it makes the budget almost useless. So that's important to incorporate. And as a matter of fact, I should mention, and this is not a shameless plug, but um, if anyone is interested, I actually have a Mr. Biz revenue projection tool. Um, it's a very simple thing in Excel. You plug in your historical by month revenue, and it will calculate the seasonality in your number. And then you can say, okay, for next year, I'll have a revenue goal of X, a million dollars. It will tell you what you should put in each month based on your history and based on your seasonality. Uh, pretty pretty easy stuff, and it's got very little input to do, and it spits out the numbers, makes it real easy for you. So anyone who's interested in that, definitely go out, um, shoot us an email um, at info at Mr. Biz Solutions, and, and we'll get that out to you for free, no charge. Um, hopefully that'll be helpful for you. The other thing um, that's really important with the budget is you have to make sure that going back to what we talked, and this is why I want to tie these two together, we talked about pricing, your gross margin and your net profit margin. You want to make sure that your budget reflects what those goals are. 
So let's say, for example, you want to make sure that your gross margin is 60%. Um, and your net profit margin, because I told you you can't be below 10, right? You want it to be, let's say, 15. When you do your budget, go back and look at those numbers. Calculate your gross margin and make sure you're at 60. Make sure your net profit margin is at your goal of 15%. Um, look at your historical numbers and see, is that realistic? Maybe you want to be at 60, but you've been at 50. Now, moving from 50 to 60 on your gross margin in one year might not be doable, but maybe you can do it over two years, maybe even three years. But you want to make sure you're showing that progression from 50% to 53 to 56 to 60 over you know a span. But so often, people who do uh, create a budget, they don't keep these things in mind. And so I go back and look, and I say, you realize, I'm great that you created a budget. That's a very good first step. But you got to make sure that it ref- accurately reflects the goals you have, your financial goals, and not just revenue, not just earnings, but those margins, and those are very critical. Now, how do you get that? You need a pricing model, um, and you can have a pricing model that automatically prices out your bids, your projects, et cetera, at the target gross margins and net profit. We also have one of those as well, um, a Mr. Biz tool that does that for you as well. So um, very important stuff. Great questions. Don't hesitate to send questions. Um, uh, you can send them to... Uh, Info at MrBizSolutions.com. You can tweet them to me at MrBizTweets. Love getting questions. Um, always good to hear what's what's hot on people's minds, etc. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Really appreciate it. Thanks for our show sponsor, Capital Plus. You can find them at CPIFunding.com, or you can call them at 855-522-3951. Have a great week. Don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.